Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wholeness Journey course. I am your coach, uh, Mr. Not Mr. Azzy, that's my school name, Joshua Azzy, also known as Coach Josh. Hope y'all are doing well. I'm excited about this. I know it's been a while. It's been a long, busy January, but I'm excited to get back to this course because I know a lot of us need to really understand the importance of, of, of being whole so that we can hold the important things of life. But as everyone is coming in, let me know where you're watching from, all that good stuff. But let me go ahead and introduce those who's watching later, those who's watching later um, from LifeWork, those who's watching later on YouTube, those who's watching or listening later on the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. All those uh, students that are subscribed um, to the course, want to say thank you all so much for being a part of that, as well as um, those who've been a subscriber of mine on YouTube or just been a subscriber anywhere that you listen or hear me, I want to say thank you all so much. But with that being said, let's get right into today's course. Uh, we're going to be coming from, or our topic today is why we must test everything, the importance of testing everything and learning how to determine what's, whether something is from God or not. But for those who've been following the course for a while, our main course scripture is James 1, 2 to 3. And right now we're still up under count it all joy. But here's the scripture. The scripture says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces patience. And let patience have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. For those who are brand new to my course, this course sparks from my latest book, um, the Holders Journal is a great book and resource to help you process your wholeness currently to see how you're currently holding the things in your life or how you're setting yourself up to hold the important things you desire to hold. So this book right now is available on Amazon as well as the card game available on my website, Whole. The first person to spell Whole wins is a fun interactive card game for those who really want to understand more about wholeness and to have some fun with it as well. But the scripture that we're in, Right now, the first part of it, count it all joy, is what we've been resting in for a little bit. And the scripture that's been that we've been for the last two weeks or so has been first John 4. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. So right now we're at the but test part. We've talked about what it means to be beloved, to be God's beloved. We talked about what it means to uh, uh, believe in God and believe in yourself so that you don't set yourself up to believe every spirit. And right now, today and next week, potentially, we're going to be talking about how to test everything is in front of you. And if you want more uh, support on that, you can check out my other book, Counterfeiter Counterpart. A lot of these points that I'm going to share today comes from this book. This book is about discernment and helping people understand um, uh, and be able to discern what is in front of them. All right, let's get right into our first point. Our main thought is this. Oh, wrong one. Uh, let me make sure I got the right one. Give me one second. I think I got the wrong uh, let me make sure I got the right notes. Give me one second. I think I got the right notes. Let me make sure that I have the right ones. Yep, here it is. Let me make sure I give me one second, y'all. And as you're watching right now, go ahead and share this with someone. Make sure I got the right notes. No, 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 that's the wrong one. Okay. Remove. Let me see. Share screen. Oh, almost there, y'all. 
Okay, hold on. Want to make sure that we got the right slides here. Here we go. Select. It's processing. And for those who want to go ahead and join my course, you can do so right now at lifework.teachable.com. And that will be where you'll be able to get today's worksheet. So as that's processing, here we go. Now we're here. That's our scripture. And here we go. The goal for today's video is it should always be our goal. It should always be our goal to see to see whether something or someone is from God or not. Our goal, our goal in every endeavor is to see whether something or someone is from God or not. We should be in a constant state of ensuring, I spelled that word wrong, since we are soldiers. All these notes came this morning, so bear with me. The goal, it should always be our goal to see whether something or someone is from God or not. We should be in a constant state of ensuring since we are soldiers. The problem is this. Many people are not taking the time to fully test what's in front of them, causing them to be tangled for years. But let's get back to the goal real quickly. It should be our goal in every situation, whether it's a person in front of us, a, a potential uh, opportunity in front of us, a product in front of us. It should be our, uh, uh, our effort every single moment when it comes to something significant to be able to see what, why was this thing sent to me? It should be our endeavor every time to ensure whether or not a person, product, or potential opportunity is sent from God. Why? Because we are soldiers. The Bible says no soldier engaged in warfare entangles him or herself in the, in, with civilian affairs for his or her joy is to please the one that enlisted them. You heard me say in many videos that those who are not engaged in warfare, engaged in life, engaged in the purpose of God will become entangled. See, we are soldiers. We, it was never God's will for us to, to solely become civilians here. We are on assignment here. But so many believers and individuals, the reason why they cannot hold significant things is because their significance is in earth realm and not in eternity. See, when your significance is, is from eternity and from the divine, then you would be able to stay connected to the divine while you're in this earth realm producing fruit so that other people can be plugged into the vine. We are soldiers. We got to be engaged. If not, we will, we'll be, we will be susceptible to demonic traps and whatnot. And back to the point, so many people are not taking the time to fully and thoroughly test what's in front of them, causing them to be tangled for years. It is our responsibility to take the time. The reason why we don't take the time, because we don't believe that we're treasured by the divine. We don't believe that we're truly a significant. So when your significance, like I said, is from the earth realm, whatever moves here, it moves you. But since heaven is anchored, we should be anchored steady and ready. But so many people, man, do not take the time because they don't value time. Those who value time, take their time or their time will be taken from them. Those who fully take the time, take the time because they don't want their time taken from them. And how many people right now, time has been robbed from them or their time is currently being used in things that God never purposed for them to be engaged in. So 
So many people are take are not taking the time to fully test, to thoroughly test what's in front of them, causing them to be tangled for years. Next point, there is a spirit behind everything. There is a spirit behind everything. If there is not a spirit behind it immediately, it will be a spirit behind it eventually. Now, what do I mean? Not everything that's sent to you was sent to you by hell or heaven. Some things went your way. Some things went your way because they were compatible to you. That's why I tell people, uh, you're going to be compatible to a lot of people, but that doesn't mean that that's God's companion for you. You're going to be compatible to a lot of men. You're going to be compatible to a lot of women, but compatibility doesn't mean that it came from heaven. It doesn't mean that God sent that individual. And so when something is compatible, then something can eventually come behind it if you connect to what's compatible. That's why it's important to know who you are, the parts that you're supposed to play in God's uh, real in life. And if you don't know what's real, then you won't match the picture. And it's important that we get a frame of mind that we're able to see what God has vividly colored within our frame for us to see. If not, we'll be drawing all type of compatible things into our lives, connecting ourselves to them. And then when the enemy begins to see how deep the connection is between you and that compatible thing, that it will eventually come behind it. See, everything compatible doesn't mean that it's, that it's palatable, that it was sent to you, right? And if you don't know if it came from God, the enemy can eventually utilize that individual to cause sabotage in your life. So everything has a spirit behind it. If it doesn't have a spirit immediately, it will have a spirit behind it eventually. Let's break it down some more. There is a spirit behind everything. There is a goal, agenda, motive, and character behind everything. Please understand that. There is a spirit behind it. There is a goal, agenda, motive, and character behind everything. There is a goal behind that man that's in front of you, that goal behind that woman, that goal behind that opportunity. There is an agenda behind that thing in your life or presenting itself in your life. There is a motive by behind everything that moves in your direction. And there is a character. The character comes from either the divine or from the slime, the devil, the slimy one. It, uh, it embodies the characteristics. And if you don't know the character of God, you will you will fall for for the for the for the for the uh, a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. You'll fall for the devil behind the dove. And if you don't know what's from above, then when that dove comes and there's a devil behind it, then you will never be uh, in in the picture of what God has for you. So there is a goal, agenda, motive, and character behind everything. And if you don't properly process that and understand that character flows, that just like the heart of a person is the heart of a person, the mission and the motive behind the thing is the mission and motive behind the thing, and not every good thing is a God thing. The issue for a lot of people is not good versus bad or good versus great. It's good and great versus God. And if we don't understand that, my friends, then we'll find ourselves uh, uh, not making it to the seasons that we want to be in. But let me not be rude. Let me make sure I say hey to everybody that's watching. We got Beth T in the building. Hey, K, Beth T, hope you well. Estella A, watching from LA. Thank you for watching. We got Minnesota, Minnesota in the building. Thank you for watching. Beth T from Minnesota. We got uh, 
live in, live in Christ. Thank you so much. Yes, 100% word. God gets the glory. Chris Parker says, so true, coach. Instead of trusting his process, we want to rush this process. Listen, you can't. That's right, my brother. You can't rush God, fam. Chris Parker says, God will show you. That was not his choice. He will. Listen, God is a gentleman. The issue is we haven't talked to him for so long that his voice hasn't become what we longed for, right? And when we don't know his voice and, and how he visually visually and visibly shows us things, then we're going to fall for just about anything. Next point, proper and consistent testing minimizes demonic traps. Proper and consistent testing. That means a person who properly and consistently tests things, minimize demonic trap doors, trap opportunities. So the more that I properly and consistently test every person in my life, it minimizes or makes the enemy have to work a little harder because they know that you're going to test thoroughly. Proper and consistent testing minimizes demonic traps. If you take the time to test every person that comes in your life, whether friend or companion or anyone that wants to get in, if you properly test them consistently or properly test your motives, properly test your heart, properly test um, um opportunities, when you consistently properly test things because you know the value of time and you know the value of the work of the divine in you, then you will begin to see demonic traps minimized. And that's important for us to understand. Let's keep going. Next slide. Let's talk about the definition of tests. The definition of tests, four different, or maybe some are similar. But here are the definitions of tests. The means by which the presence, quality, or genuineness of anything is determined. A means of trial. Important. Testing is the means. It's the avenue. It's the course. It's the process by which the presence, quality, or genuineness of what? Anything is determined. Determined mean I determined means I found the 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 full mission, motive, agenda, and character of a thing. So in order to test, that means I'm testing what presence are you approaching me with? I'm testing what quality of a person are you? What quality of a thing are you? What quality of of a, of a opportunity is this? Is this thing genuine? Is it truly, genuinely good for me? That's what testing means. It means a means of trial. Have you given the things in your life a trial period? A testing period? How long is your trial period? Are you quickly into friendships? Are you quickly into relationships? Are you quickly into situationships? Are you quickly aborting ships that are eventually going to sink? Those who jump in things quickly haven't really trusted the quickening of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to quicken you so that you won't find nothing quick in you, so that you don't allow anything quick in you or you quickly into other things. You got to trust his quickening. See, the Holy Spirit will always warn you before you get even close to the warning. He'll let you know all of us have been guilty. Well, we had that girl we liked, that guy we liked, right? And the Holy Spirit was right on the moment that you started finding interest or even before you had interest. And then what did the Holy Spirit say? That ain't the one. This ain't it. No, 
warning, wah, 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 get away, get away, get away. And what do we do? We silence his voice because of our desperate need. When you have a desperate need for something else outside of your contentment in God, you're going to find your life devastated. So you have to give things a trial period. You have to give it a period of time where you go and pray about it, that you go think about it, or you trust the quickening. Sometimes the trial period is in seconds. You don't even have to go minutes, uh, days, or weeks to, to test the thing. You just got to trust the quickening of the Holy Spirit. Another definition of trial is the trial of the quality of something to put to the test. When was the last, what was the last thing? When was the last time you put something to the test? If you want the best, you'll put it to test. Hear me. If you want the best, when the best comes from God, you got to be at a state of rest. If you want the best, you got to choose from rest. Because if you choose from rest, instead of choosing from stress, you're going to take the time to test. But those who are living in stress mode, and not in rest mode, is not going to be looking for the best. They're going to look be, they'll be looking for the one thing right now. What can be in my life right now? We have to choose from rest in order to achieve and receive God's best. If you operate from stress, then you're only going to find yourself deeper in stress. That's right. Best to test right now. It's the best time to test is right now. The trial of the quality of something. The issue is we focus too much on quantity than we do quality. But if you want quality, you got to be able to test. Another definition of test is a particular process. Do you have a particular process or method for trying or assessing? You have to have a particular process that when this, when a man comes into your life, you have a particular process or method by which you discover or determine the quality of him, the quality of her. How can we determine the quality of something else if we don't know our quality, if we don't know our value? What is your process? What are your methods? And I'm going to give you some things today. But what is your process and the methods to test it? Last definition, a set of questions, problems, or the like. Use as a means of evaluating the abilities, aptitudes, skills, or performance of an individual or group and examination. This is probably my favorite definition. A set of questions. My book, Dating Prep, has a set of questions. Let me show you that book now. My book, Dating Prep, right here, has a set of questions that will either end the wrong relationship or extend the right relationship. But you have to have a set of questions. The reason why we don't want to ask questions because we don't want answers. We just want our problems solved. <laughs> just because a person has an answer to a problem doesn't mean they have the answers of the problem. The issue is we're trying to solve the problem with an answer. Man, we're trying to solve the problem in our lives with a answer. The only answer he can solve is that he eliminates your loneliness. The only answer that she can solve is that she gives you a little something, something on the side. The only answer that they can solve is one answer. 
But the problem only God can answer. Big difference. When you have God who has already solved the answer, the question, or has already solved the question of your life, and that is the 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 the, the essence of your life, the reason for your life, and that your life is not livable without the Holy Spirit in you. Therefore, you got to repent after recognizing the goodness of God that 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 paid the price through His Son. Giving you the opportunity to have access again when we all that we all deserved hell, but he says, I don't want to give you hell, I want to give you a well to make you well in your spirit so that your soul can be tamed and that your body can be healed. That's the problem that he has the answer for, so that now you can, from the answer, attract an answer to a problem still in your life. Adam in the Garden of Eve, Eden, God already knew that Adam's single days were numbered. But before God gave Adam an assistant, he gave Adam an assignment. Adam started naming animals. And after he named the animals, or probably towards the end, he got to the zebras. I don't know any other animals that start with Z. But he got to the zebras. And it was at that moment, God was like, it's no longer good for Adam to be alone. It wasn't like God didn't have his partner in the plans, but he had the assignment plan. Because in the assignment, you become the individual that you need to be to be able to name whatever is attached to you. Right. And the issue is, is that we get so caught up on what we need that we're not at a place of rest. But when Adam was at rest, then God pulled the rib. The issue with a lot of men is the most men don't know nothing about their rib cage. Therefore, if you don't know your rib cage, how will you know your rib? If you don't know what kind of cage you have, what kind of capacity you have, what is it that you're supposed to have in life? How will you know your rib? See, let me tell you something about God. I'm not saying this is biblical. I'm just saying, just follow me. How many ribs on a rib cage? God did not judge Adam. God did not judge humanity until Adam sinned. Why? Because there was more ribs in the rib cage. See, if Adam would have just simply corrected his rib, the rib would have been judged. Then Adam would have went back to sleep and potentially God could have pulled another rib out. But because the man got so caught up on his cage being completed by the woman, by being on his side, he got so caught up in her that he didn't walk with God. That's why I tell people all the time, it's important that you walk with God. That's that It's important for you to be with God in the cool of the day. That's why it's important to walk with him. Because when you're walking with him, then things will find you in its proper timing. But you have to have a set of questions. You have to have a, 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 a set of questions or even if a problem arises or the like use as a means of evaluating the abilities. Do you know that person's abilities? Do you even know your abilities? Do you even know what, what, what type of person you need for your, for your life? Do you even know what type of opportunities are God divine? I tell my ball players and students all the time. I said, going to a D2 school may be God's will for you. God don't have one path. One path to success, I tell my ball players, one path to success is not through Duke. It's not through Carolina. It's not, not always through Kansas. It's not always through Kentucky. It's not always for the football players. It's not always through Alabama. It's not always through Auburn. It's not always through whatever. 
God don't need the main road. God knows all roads. So you have to understand, hey, I got to question everything to see its abilities, to see its aptitude, to see if it's skillful enough, to see if it's going to be able to perform. I have to always examine. But how can I know the performance of a thing if I'm not in proper form? Let's keep going. Now, six things you should always test. T-H-I-N-G-S. Ten, not ten. Six things you should always test. Okay. Number one, you should always test your thoughts. You should always test your thoughts. You just shouldn't let thoughts run rampant in your mind. You can't go blind to what's in your mind. A lot of people are not testing the thoughts. The Bible says cast down all imaginations, vain imaginations, right? Great question, Jessica J. Great question. Over-testing is testing from stressing. Because stress can be from problem, stress can be stems from problematic end of the extreme or the perfectionistic side of the extreme. So perfectionism and problematic, right? Ism, right? So over testing is I want this thing to be perfect. So now I'm over testing everything. Over testing means I'm testing beyond its need. So you got the God thing, but you over testing the God thing. Right. She says, I feel like I question too many things and thoughts. Now, you have to look at the source of you have to look at the source of your questioning. Is your questioning stemming from perfectionism? Is your questioning stemming from insecurities? Is your questioning stemming from inadequacies? Is your questioning stemming stemming from an excuse so that you can say that you question a thing, but so that you can sabotage that thing, but still tell everybody that you question that thing? Right. So there's a route to overthinking, over questioning, etc. Right. So there's a such thing over testing. Proper testing is testing from peace. I have the right methods. I have the right process by which I determine the thing. That's why testing is you ask certain questions to, to see how they answer. On your first date or first time on the person, your first question shouldn't be what's your favorite color, etc. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. But first question should be, why do you even want to be with me? Why do you even show interest in me? What are your goals and aspirations? Where do you see yourself five years from now, 10 years from now, right? That's just to give you the clues. People who properly test sees what's flaps in the wind. They see if it's a red flag or not. And they already have determined in their own life non-negotiables. You have to have non-negotiables, right? Non-negotiable says if this if these things pop up in the conversation, this is the last conversation. Most people want to have second and third and fourth and fifth conversations when the first conversation clearly showed you this person ain't even supposed to be your friend, your man, your woman, anything, right? And just just says, what do you mean when you say sabotage a thing but say you question it? Some people they they want to uh, seem like they done all they was they were supposed to, but they sabotage because they don't believe they deserve it. A lot of people who deal with self hate and insecurities sabotage things because they don't believe they deserve anything. So they there have become so familiar with being sad and whatever, and and pity loves company that they sabotage a good thing or a great thing so they can have people around them giving them pity. Hope that helped, Jessica J. Great question, though. It probably gave a lot of clarity to a lot of people. 
But 16's your test, number one, not number one, but T, thoughts. The Bible says, cast down vain imaginations and every thought that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. The enemy is going to always throw only a foot above your knowledge of God. He's not going to try to throw miles above your knowledge of God. That's too much work. He's The enemy, demons are going to try to throw thoughts in your mind just this much over what you know about God. What did he say to Eve? Did God really say? The enemy's objective is to question, for, to have you question God. He knows that most people are not going to take the time to get to know God personally. They want to get to know God from a preacher or from pages online, right? They want to get to know God second-handedly. People have been dying from second-hand knowledge. A lot of people are going to hell because of second-hand knowledge of God. But if you had a first knowledge hand of God, you would have actually got to know God because most people are, are have been, quote unquote, saved from a graven image of Jesus, but haven't been properly saved eternally from the real Jesus. It's because people get their God divine theological uh, information second handedly. And we don't even know if the first handed person that you got it from second handedly even handled the text correctly. You got to know how to handle something so you can see if someone is properly handling something. But because we love convenience and we love notifications that pops up in our apps and we love going to Instagram <clears throat> to follow this preacher, that preacher, and we like to go to YouTube for our theological knowledge, but can't go to the Bible ourselves, then we don't have a full enough knowledge of God to be able to determine what's of God, <clears throat> etc. That's why it's important to know the word for yourself, to know God for yourself. Because when you know things for yourself, that's where the true wealth is. When you know it for yourself, you guaranteed wealth, wealth of knowledge, wealth of information, and whatever uh, comes with that. That's why it's important uh, to say, you know what, and really self-assess, am I aiming, trying, endeavoring to get to know God for myself? So that when thoughts come into my mind, I'll know where it came from, whether from the divine or from the slime. I will know in real time because I'm not blind to what the word of God clearly says. Well, I'm not blind to the attributes and of God. So when you know about God and you know great things about God and everyone's going to be tested by God because that's the substratum of the of demonic uh, tactics is for you to question God. That was the first question of God was to question God. Did God really say? So if you don't know what God has said or what God is saying, then you're going to question what he has said and what he has written. Then when thoughts creep in your mind, they don't fall into certain categories. So there has to be a frame of mind with different uh, uh, systems of and patterns and process of thought. So when a thought creeps in, it funnels itself. You know, like the coin thing that counts coins, right? And they have the pennies. And you, we can't really see on the inside. We just know that when we put the change in it, pennies fall with pennies, dimes fall with dimes, quarters go with quarters, nickels go with nickels. Right. So dimes, pennies, nickels, quarters. All, you never saw a dime in a penny slot because somewhere in that machine it's ciphered through what were pennies, dimes, nickels and quarters. That's how your mind got to be. That when a thought comes in your mind, it funnels itself from into whether the vain category or the valid category. But when we don't have our minds trained that way. Develop that way, and maybe I'll talk about that in another video. But when our minds and our and our intellect is not 
um, set up that way, then vain thoughts fall into valid categories and valid thoughts go into vain categories. And then we mess ourselves up. So we have to test our thoughts. Did this, this thought that I'm thinking on right now, did it come from God? Did it come from me or did it come from the enemy or did it just come from my surroundings? Because not all thoughts come from two farmers. People think that all thoughts come, either come from God or from them. Now, they may come from categories that, that, that funnels up to one of the two. And I don't even want to say they're equal. Right. <laughs> the devil's not even equal to God. <clears throat> right. But we have to know. That's why the Bible says think on things that are above. It says, think on things that are lovely, pure, just of good report. Think on these things. If it ain't lovely, we ain't thinking about it. Let's pull that scripture up, if he'll let me. There we go. Think on things that are pure. Let me find that real quick. Find that scripture. Here we go. Let me see if it'll let me pull it up for you guys. So that you can see, because we have a lot of visual learners too, you know. We have a lot of visual learners. We we I want people to see. Here we go. <clears throat> let me see if y'all can see that. It says, uh oh, let me make it uh where it looks. There we go. Can y'all see that? Okay. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. It is say if it ain't true, honorable, commendable, if it ain't lovely, if it ain't pure, we ain't thinking on it. Anything opposite of it, right? Anything opposite of it, we don't think about. Thoughts are seeds, my friend. Just like every apple seed has a potential apple tree, every apple seed has inside of it apples. I got to know what's inside that seed. Is it genetically mod? Is it a genetically modified seed or is it a God, a divine seed? A lot of us, the reason why our fruit is not fruitful, the reason why our fruit are, is not fruit is because it has been genetically modified. That's what thoughts are. That's how powerful a thought is. That I know this thought inside and out. Because when you think on a negative thought over and over again, you start developing thought patterns. Thought patterns are thought habits. I tend to think this way when things happen like this. I tend to think this way when I'm triggered by this type of environment, by this type of person. I tend to think negatively. I tend to think pessimistically. I tend to think non-biblically. You tend to think this way when triggered that way. The greatest threat against us all is poor, bad, non-biblical thought patterns. Because thought patterns produce trees. Trees are like strongholds, something that holds you back. We are more held back by this than anything else. Because seeds are powerful. Thoughts are powerful. Thinking is like rain. Thinking is a choice. The sin is not the thought got in. The sin becomes when I begin to dwell on this thing to the point that it's robbing energy, time, and, and, and from family, from myself, from God. That's when it becomes a sin. So why do you choose to think on these certain things? 
it will reveal a lot about your heart. But we should always test, always test, always test our thoughts. Don't just think on it. Ask yourself, why am I thinking on this? H, another thing that we should always test are our habits. Are these habits helpful? I have to test my habits. I have to question my habits, my emotional habits, my mental habits, my spiritual habits, my physical habits, my financial habits, my relational habits, right? My working habits, my skillful habits, my recreational habits. I have to question all my habits. Are they helpful? Are these habits that Jesus would have in his life right now in this day and age? We're not talking about back in Bethlehem. We're not talking about back in Nazareth. We're not talking about back in Galilee. We're not talking about back in Jerusalem. We're talking about if Jesus walked today, what habits will he have? A lot of our recreational habits, a lot of our social habits, a lot of our other habits is keeping us from having what we want. Habits is what is is what we choose to have in our lives. Habits set you up to have. That's why those who have, have good habits. Those who don't have, have bad habits. So you have to test and question your habits. Are these eating habits beneficial? Are these thinking habits beneficial? Are these emotional habits beneficial? Are these financial habits beneficial? How are these habits? Because you have today, yesterday's habits. Now think about that. So are the habits in your life helpful? I told my students about habits the other day. I think it was in chapel or something like that. I said habits are little bits of happenings. I said big foxes don't really destroy plants. They just steal fruit. Hear me. Big foxes don't destroy plants. They just take the plants fruit. Small foxes are more dangerous than big foxes. People build fences and protective measures with big foxes in mind. Oh, a lot of morally sound people don't have immoral habits. So what happens is, oh, I don't smoke, I'm holy. Oh, I don't drink, I'm holy. Oh, I don't sleep around, shack up, I'm holy. So they got fences to protect the big foxes from destroying them. So they'll never be destroyed by infidelity. They'll never be destroyed by stealing. They'll never be destroyed by quote unquote what's immoral but they will be destroyed by the things that they overlook, like their character. That's why self-righteousness, that's why those type of diseases in individuals is destroying the credibility of the church because people measure holiness based upon habits. They base holiness based upon immoral habits. God can care less, don't get me wrong, God cares, but God cares more or more about integrity and character than he does that. Because if your character's clean, you will stay clean, right? That's why it's important to say, hey, just because my morality is greater than the guy over there or the girl over there doesn't mean that the habits of how I perceive people, the habits of how I treat people, what I do in the dark is not what God ain't really making a mark of, taking notes of. So I have to ask myself, Are my habits helpful? Are my habits truly holy? Next, six things you should always test. Number three, I, individuals. You must test every individual, especially if they're signing up for to be your friend, to be your companion, 
to be your partner. That's it. And some others, I'm sure. Or to take care of your kids or or people to handle anything that's important in your life or anything in your life. Every individual gets tested. Even with a smile on my face, I'm testing everybody. Why are you really coming to me? (laughs) Why do you really want to be in my life? Why? 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 Give me a reason why. Because I'm too valuable to let anybody in, right? You have to test individuals. A lot of people, they singles, they don't even take time to test the individual. All they care about is that they got somebody to show off on the gram. They care more about uh, about about what they show off on the gram, but that person doesn't even have a gram of anything that can help you in your life. So you have to understand, you have to test individuals. Why do you want me? Why do you, why, why, who, why, who sent you here? How did you even show up? People, man, when it comes to friends, when it comes to companions, when it comes to partners in business or whatever, the Bible says don't be unequally yoked. Don't be unequally yoked with believers or non-believers. Because there's some believers that they ain't supposed to be yoked up with you. How? What's the purpose of a grown person being in partnership with a two-year-old? What is a two-year-old going to do for a 22-year-old? So what are you talking about? You've been 22 years with God, seasoned vet, and you want to talk to a two-year-old baby in Christ? Pedophilia spiritually? So you got to think about that things thoroughly to make sure that you're not in such a hurry because your sight is blurry, right? So you got to be able to say, hey, man, who are you? Who sent you? Why are you here? Because, I listen, it's better to have no friends than the wrong friends. It's better to have no man than the wrong man. It's better to have no woman than the wrong woman. It's better to have no partner than the right partner. You got to, you, listen, before people get the requirements, now before people get the rewards of a job, hear me, before people get the rewards of a job, they first have to meet the requirements of the job. And before a person can meet the requirements of a job, they have to submit their resume for the job. And people don't even take time to read the resume. The resume is proving whether or not a person, how long have you stayed with God? How often do you read the word? How often do you pray? How often do you give? How often do, how long has it been since you slept with someone? How long has it been since you've been a virgin? How long has it been since you've been sexually pure? How long has it been since you watched porn? How long has it been? Since you uh, sabotaged the mind of a man with your words. When was the last, when was, how long has it been? People just giving rewards, benefits of relationships, and they haven't even seen that the person has even met the requirements. Hiring people that don't meet the requirements will cause your purpose to be experiment, to have an experiment because it's been expired. No, no, no. You do not give the rewards to anyone that doesn't match the requirements and who haven't sent the resume. But do you know who should be the one that determines who gets a position in your life? The Holy Ghost. He'll go before you make. So just because people meet the requirements, he's six foot two. She's five, eight. She's this shape. He has these capabilities. Just because they meet the requirements still doesn't mean anything because they may be compatible to you, but they're not God's companion for you. There's a lot of women out there that's probably compatible with me that I could have made work. Marriage would have probably been great, but it wouldn't have been God. See, I don't want great. I want God. That's a big difference. I want God. I don't want great because great is painful if it ain't God. 
great could be a great thing, but is it a God thing? And God things takes a long time to develop. And the thing is, we while we're so busy waiting on God to build the boo, that we're a boo. We're scary. <laughs> we ain't even built ourselves up yet. So God is sitting there saying, looking at you like, you're asking for a boo? You want me to go build your man. Okay, I built your man. Your man is being built, but you ain't allowing me to build you. Could it be that you're single today because you're surrounded by tools that you haven't let God to develop you with? That's right. Great is painful if it ain't God. You could be at a great job with great people. You could be with a great man right now, a great woman right now, but pain will be your inevitable demise. Because if it ain't God, it ain't great. So we have to understand that every individual that's trying to sign up, we have to take the time to read the resume. But before you read the resume, you got to read the word. The word will let you know who, who, who matches whose resumes you should even consider. Some people, some women right now are going on dates for free meals. People are wasting their time. Like, like, listen, I don't waste my time with anything that's not from God. I don't waste my time. I don't care. I may give it 50 seconds to hear it, but I'm not going to give it 50 minutes, 50 days, 50 weeks, or 50 years of my time. These days are too evil to be just giving my time away. So I got to test every individual. Individuals, even if they don't have even if they don't for that position, I test every individual. <laughs> I sense in my spirit, the spirit of God may say, Hey, don't go to the store right now. Don't talk to that person. And they don't they, these individuals don't have to be in those three positions because days are evil. I test everybody. I stay sensitive. The reason why we're not uh uh, uh, uh able to go and go far in the things of God, we're not sensitive to God. Right now, like so many people lost their lives because they wasn't sensitive to God and talked to the wrong man, talked to the wrong woman, talked to the wrong person on the street, did some at the wrong gym, got to, didn't even go to the gym, but you got went to the gym and got hit with a dumbbell. Now you got ringing bells in your head. See, you got to test every individual's people crazy, yo. Six things you test always, number one, T, your thoughts, H, your habits, I, individuals, N, you got to test your needs and desires. I'm not going to get through all my points. I'm going to do part two. You're not going to be able to test. <clears throat> I mean, you have to always test my needs or in other words, my desires. Why do I desire this? Test it, got audited, tested thoroughly, sift through it. Why do I want to be married? Why do I want to be single? No, I'm not me. I'm talking about, you know, people, people are married are desiring to be single. <clears throat> why? 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 Why, my guy? Why, young lady, why? Why do you want that so badly? Why do you want that job? Why do you want that way of life? Why do you want God to do that for you? Why? You have to test your needs and motives because the Bible says you, you pray and you pray amiss. You ask and you ask wrongly because you want to consume with your own lust. Huh? See, you want to consume it of your own lust. God knows the real reason why you want that thing. He knows the real reason. One person you can't fool is God. Another person you shouldn't fool is yourself. <laughs> you can't fool God, man. God knows all the reasons why you want what you have. He knows all the reasons. So you might as well find the real reason so you won't be stuck in the wrong season. How many of us still in the season of, of training, early baby-like training, and gosh, I can't even graduate, graduate to the next training because you made a, you made a temporary season permanent? 
a lot of people made a lot of temporary seasons permanent. They slept with that man, slept with that woman, and that one moment of temporary pleasure turned into 22, 40, 50 years of pain. Even though you got a, a beautiful child to process, you still got to deal with this crazy nuthead. I almost said something that probably been any vulgar, but my word plays so out there, man, I almost said something crazy. Anyway, y'all probably got it too. But what I'm saying is that you can't, you can't, you can't get so caught up in these things that you make a temporary season permanent. So you got to decide, what is my knees? Because your knees will have you doing some dumb stuff. But see, when you already know that God, or uh, the Bible says, uh, 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 man, what's the scripture? Uh, according to his riches and glory. Man, he said according to his riches and glory. What's that verse? What's that verse? Uh, and God shall supply. There we go. And God shall supply all of my needs according to what? His riches and glory. God will supply all of my needs. That's important. God says, I'm the supplier of your need. I'm the supplier of that. Desperate leads leads to you wanting things, right? It says he'll supply all of my needs according to what? His riches. People stop there and they'll say glory real low. He'll supply all of my needs according to his riches. God is bountiful. God, God, God got 5,000 men and women that ain't bowed on the bill. God got 50,000, 500,000 people out there who's single, ready to go. Ain't bowed down the bill. God ain't, God is never, God, we may have shortages in our grocery stores, but ain't no shortage in, in heaven stores. Listen, God got plenty of things stored. Ain't never been a, a, a supply short, shortage in supply chain when it comes from heaven. That's why, let me get, let me get, let me get very clear on this. I don't got to worry about no food on no shelves in these grocery stores. Heaven shelves ain't empty. So when you know heaven shelves ain't empty, you're not going to try to shove yourself into deeper darks of emptiness. So you have to say, hey, God's got it. I know he's got it. But what about his glory, though? God got plenty of things stored up for us. But will he be glorified with it? So God said, man, are you going to glorify me with this matinee? Are you going to glorify me? Because if you get the glory, all you can give to another person is inspiration. That's all you can give is information, inspiration. But if I get the glory, I can give them transformation. God says, if you get the glory, yes, if I get glory at what I do here, it will inspire somebody and it stops there. It may influence somebody and it stops there. It may even impact somebody, but it stops there. But it can't transform nobody because only the anointing from God, only the divine can transform a life. So I give him glory in everything I do because I know all I can give you is inspiration. But let me tell you about a man that can produce transformation. So I have to audit, <clears throat> test my needs and my desires. Next, G, I got to test all guidance. Not all guides are guides. In other words, you got to test all advice, all counsel, all guidance. See, God, God will surround you with, with people who are good at guiding. But you still have to funnel all guidance through God. Just because it's good guidance, is it God's guidance? A lot of people got great advice. How many people, are quote unquote, good guys? How many people? How many aunties and mamas said, "Brought little, look, brought the, brought the man from church, a young man from church, talking about he'll make a good husband." The question you ask, well, then you marry him. <laughs> if you wouldn't marry him, 
I sure wouldn't marry, because why marry somebody that would bury me? Bury me, suffocate my purpose. So what I'm saying, people always going to be trying to throw a guy at you, throw a girl at you, throw some guys at you. You should go to this school. You should go to that school. No, what is what school does God want you to go to? I told I told my student, I said, I don't care if Coach K, I don't care if Mike Krzyzewski came into this room right now and offered you full ride, starting position to play for Duke, to play for Kentucky. You don't accept it right away. I, you have to train people that way because the devil can bring anybody to give you a good thing, but you got to sell your soul with it. I told him, even if it's a great opportunity, I wouldn't, I would never tell a person when people ask me for counsel, especially my school or whatever, close to me, like well, I got face to face. What did God say? Because now if I keep being their guide and never teach them to go to the true guy, then now I'm a slave to become their counselor always. And I don't mean I don't mind being a person's counselor, but I am not the counselor. I am a counselor. <laughs> I am a guide, but I am not the counselor. I am not the guy. So I have to train people to go to the guy. <laughs> right. And, and, and the reason why I do that is because I may give you good guidance. It may be biblical. It may be correct. But it may not be how God may want you to go get it. Right. So what I'm saying is you got to be able to test all guidance and say, man, is this is this the right guidance? Is this the right? Is this what is this what God telling me to do? Not is what grandmama telling me to do or George telling me to do. This is what the Holy Ghost telling me to do. So you have to also test all guidance. All right? Nothing wrong with counseling guidance, but everything needs to be funneled through God. And if you don't learn how to develop your and take the time to spend time with God, then you're going to be when times get tough, you're going to be looking for everybody else, prophets and people all over the place. And set yourself up to be used and abused versus knowing how to properly use the word of God so you know your proper use and you'll you will find yourself not in abuse. Last but not least, six things you should always test S, your supports and services. Supports and services. Is that thing or person truly a support? A supportive friend? A supportive uh, uh, group? Also, these services that I'm involved in. You just can't serve everybody. You just can't support everybody. Mm, you just can't. You can't. Because your energy is limited. Your time is valuable. You got to take care of you and things that are uh, that have to deal with you like husbands and wives and children and such, right? You got to say, why am I serving here? Is this even where God wants me to serve? Is it, even, is it even the job God wants me to serve at? Is this even the church that God wants me to serve at? Is this even the husband I'm supposed to serve? Is this even the wife I'm supposed to serve? I got to test my services. Because people, it's crazy that we're giving services to people for free. Do you know how free friendships is? Do you know how free marriage is? My wife gets free from me. <laughs> Do you know how many times my wife be asking for a Zale? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like <clears throat> it's a free service. <clears throat> Being a husband is a free service. Being a wife is a free service. Being a friend is a free service. I tell my kids all the time, I said, when I give you counsel, do you know I can make 125 to 150 an hour for what I'm doing right now? So you better, in my mind, I'm like, you bet. as soon as I feel like they're taking it for granted, my services are limited for you. 
because you don't understand the value of my service. That's why I don't set myself up to serve everything. You have to deserve my serve. Now hear me quick. We're talking about when it comes to time, money, engagement stuff. You have to deserve to be my friend for me to serve friendship. You have to deserve to be my wife in order for me to serve you husbandhood, right? We're not talking about children stuff right there. Hear me what I'm saying. Hear me in my proper context. We're not talking about deserve as if I'm better than someone. That's not what I'm saying. We're talking about the value of what I serve. Now, the caveat is this. Wherever God wants me to serve, I'll serve freely because I know God will guarantee my return. But we're talking about negligent serving. We're talking about serving without, without, without observing, serving without observance, observe, serving without acknowledging God, just serving our friend, have all these friends, giving all of our time away. And God's like, you're giving your time away from the ones that need your time at bay. And that's bay. And that's your babies. You can't just be serving your time away from your harbor, from who deserves, who deserves your time. So where are you serving all your services? And has it been, God is not going to ask me how well I served y'all. Even though he may ask that. Even though he may talk about that when I'm judged. The first people he going to name, the first person he's going to name, he's, you know what he's going to say? How's Brittany? How's Brittany doing? Not Barbara. Not Betsy. Not Becky, and definitely not Becky with the good hand. None of them. He ain't gonna care about how I serve uh uh John and Tom and all them people. He ain't gonna be the first person he gonna ask me, how's Brittany? How did you serve Brittany? When them two boys, sons, daughters come out, whatever, they're gonna ask, how did you serve your sons and your daughters? He ain't gonna ask me how I served y'all first. God can care less in comparison to my uh, to how I serve y'all and how I serve them. And how many ministers have not served their sons, didn't properly serve their daughters, didn't properly serve their wives or husbands. And then when they stand before God with big ministries, great impact, global impact, stand before God empty handed because he says you didn't take care of your family. Six things you should always test. Number one, T, your thoughts. Number two, H, your habits. I, you must test individuals. And you must test your needs or desires. Number G, number four, number uh, five, G, we got to test all guidances. Last but not least, you got to test all supports and services that serve you and that you serve. I ain't going to get to my interactive question. I was going to ask, what keeps people from testing? And let me see what my next points are. We're going to do a part two because I have these three slides to go through. And these, I can't rush through these. So I thank you all so much for watching. I pray I got something out of this course today. It was powerful. It was dense. It was meaty. It was heavy. I felt the spirit through it. And I know it's going to help y'all go get through whatever it is that you're going through. And so I help. I pray this message was a blessing. This course was a blessing. Make sure you go sign up for my course now and make sure you go download today's worksheet. I got questions. And it's interesting how all that I have on this worksheet, that's two other pages to go with these, was just the six things. So make sure you go and make sure I get the website for you all so you guys can uh, download or go straight to this course page so you can be able to sign up. Let me see here. Uh, let me see if I can find why you should test everything. Here we go. 
Okay, here we go. So I can post it in the comments. So here's the worksheet right there. Just post it in the link on Facebook and on YouTube. For those who's watching or listening on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that good stuff, that these links will be in the description box as well. Watching this later on YouTube or watching this later on Facebook, it'll be there. But those watching later on YouTube, definitely it's in the description box and in the comments section. So make sure y'all uh, so you got so y'all can download this worksheet. Also, make sure you check out the book that birthed this course, The Holiness Journal. Are you able to hold the important things in life? Well, great book there. Over 25 articles, 125 uh, introspective questions, as well as 52 opportunities for you to process your ability to hold accountable, holding you accountable. Also get the card game hold. It's a fun, interactive way to uh, to play. The first one who spells hold wins. You have to answer questions and do activity in order to play a, play a letter. It's a fun game there. If you want to learn the importance of your singleness and how to maximize it and find the purpose of it, this book that I wrote also is a great book. Uh, are you whole or full of holes? Also, if you want the dating prep book, um, how to uh, date God, date yourself and become dateable so you can date the love of your life forever and to learn how to ask the right questions to either end the wrong relationship or extend the right relationship. That book right there is good. If you're struggling with soul ties and strongholds, uh, and you want to learn how to untie soul ties and uproot strongholds. This book, The Purpose of Freedom, is good. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. It's like that bird in the cage. That bird probably been sitting in that cage for years, but the cage has always been open. Just because freedom has been made available doesn't mean you're really free. You have to fly in that freedom. If you want to learn more about discernment and whether or not someone's a counterfeit or a counterpart, just like we talked about, all, a lot of these points came from this book, especially what I'm going to talk about next week. Lord willing, came from this. If you want to know if it's a counterfeit counsel, counterfeit friend, counterfeit companion, counterfeit whatever. A lot of great points in this book to help you process that. Also, if you have young people, uh, fourth graders and up, fourth probably this is probably fourth grade in middle school. I'm going to work. I'm working on a high school version pretty soon, probably over the summer. But it's a great book for help students to help the uh, uh, to uh, discover their art form. Um, this book was created for the public school, so there's no God in it, but it's God in it. Right. There's a lot of proverbial points that if you season in God's word, you could peep and catch the proverbs in there. But I was working at a public school at the time. And so this book is a great resource for that either way, non-believer or believer. Right. But but uh, public school, private school, whatever it is, whatever. But these are our cartoon characters. See me up there, the top top left. That's me. And my wife's in the bottom right. So we have our own cartoon characters. We can't wait to get this out. Uh, not this book, but to get the characters more fleshed out and potentially get a cartoon going. Also, if you're struggling with spiritual warfare and you want to learn more about the whole armor of God, this book, World War Me, is a great book. Also, we got uh, merch online as well. So thank you all so much for joining. You can check all these things out on my website, imunplugged.com. I do have time for maybe two questions since I didn't go too far. A social says, I got counterfeit counterpart in my Amazon cart waiting on payday. Thank you so much for your for your uh, support, even though not yet. I'm glad that you're getting that book. It's going to be a blessing. I know it will. I, I can't wait for the cartoon either. I'm trying to tell you, it's going to have that Fat Albert vibe. Not Fat Albert, but uh, but it's going to it's going to be just real problems, real struggles. Each cartoon character has a struggle that matches a lot of the students that I serve, and I and I know that as God uh, uh, continue to bless. And you guys have been so generous. But this is what your support does for those who give. You guys are helping us set ourselves up for that. Like there, a lot of you guys, if you feel God leading you to give, you can give and support what we do as far as our mentoring program. Those dollars and monies helps us. Uh, our goal is to get to a place where we can have enough funds to be able to start getting our cartoons out. So all your generosity helps us in advance. If you just want to support what I do here, 
and on YouTube or whatever, your generosity is appreciated in advance. You guys are very generous to my wife and I, and we're getting a lot done. And my ninth book and my fourth card game is coming out this month. And I can't wait for y'all to get it. And y'all support definitely helped me uh, get it done. So I appreciate that. Just me says, I really appreciate you, Coach Josh. I enjoy the teaching. God gets the glory. He gets the glory for everything that I do. Um, that's right. Ebony says, God looks at our heart. Indeed. The question is always, do we want his purpose for our lives? Alignment is everything. That's right. Beth, she says, the devil works the hardest when we're weak. And that's why he says, be alert, people. That's right, Beth. That's right. I asked the question if you could scroll up, please. Let me see what you got, Jessica J. Here we go. Okay. All right, here we go. Jessica J says, how do you correct emotional habits like emotionalism, especially when you feel like it's demonic oppression? Well, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. It can be free in their deeds, right? Usually when we allow demonic seeds to be planted, it affects our deeds. It affects how we feel. When you begin to understand who you are in Christ and your authority in him, then you will know what to put up with and what not to put up with, right? The root of all emotionalism is not necessarily demonic. It's demonically used, but it's not always the root of it is demonic. There's something at the root of it that's causing this thing to come out, right? So you have to examine why are you emotional? You have to examine why are you so easily triggered in certain circumstances or situations, right? And if these emotional habits spawn from mental habits and mental habits spawn from spiritual habits. So if I don't have good spiritual habits, I will have improper mental habits. If I have improper mental habits, I will have improper emotional habits. If I have improper emotional habits, I will have improper physical habits. So it all boils down to spiritual liberation, spiritual freedom in Christ. Have I been truly set free from him? Have I allowed the opening of the doors, giving the Holy Spirit access to all the cabinets and closets by which I have clocked away significant things that's happened towards me or significant ways how I perceive things? So when you allow the Holy Spirit to bring truth to you, and when truth has been brought to you and you start confessing out of your mouth, that then gives spiritual clearance. Now, people understand how things work in proper order. Things happen in a physical first by the spiritual. So when revelation has been made to you, right, and the Holy Spirit has made something clear to you, and then he boils inside of you the confidence for you to renounce and to repent, repent and then renounce and then go deeper into relationship with him, then you will begin to see your emotions stabilize, your mind at peace, and then your spirit man strong and physically at ease, right? So if you believe it's demonic oppression, the word is, the, the, the key word is oppression. That means you giving them the open door to press on. Oppression means you've given them the open door to press on. Oppression. Open the opportunity for them to press on you. Now, to limit them being able to have the ability to press on you, you have to open yourself up to God. So let God show you the root reason why you're doing what you're doing and why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And then there's a practical way you can do as well. My next book is going to be about that. So make sure you get a copy. 
But when it comes to your feelings, there's facts behind it. Why am I feeling this way? Why am I dealing this way? All right. So I hope that helps. So what is the root reason why? Practically, what you could do is just write down your feelings. Write down how you feel about whatever. Whatever. Write down the top five or ten things that you have strong feelings for that's causing you to be emotional. After you write down those top five, top ten things that are affecting your emotions, I want you to write down the intensity of the emotions. Scale to one to ten. Seven and eights and nines and tens, pretty high. Then after you do that, I want you to ask, why am I allowing them to trigger me this emotion? Once you find the why, take it to the big guy. Process it with him. Then you begin to find scriptures to find out that you can begin to meditate on, to reverse, to be counterproductive to the the negative productivity of these emotions. Because if you don't change the way you think, you won't be able to change the way you feel. And if you don't change the way you feel, it's going to affect the way that you deal. And it'll affect if you ever be healed, right? And then process it that way and attack those thoughts, attack those feelings so that you won't, so you won't be messing with your dealings. Just as, is that the same like when everything is going good and all of a sudden you get sad? That could just be based upon the foods that you eat. A lot of our moves is by because of our foods. A lot of our moves is because of our foods and it's been demonically, satanically, strategically placed that way. The enemy knows how can I affect you how, the best way to keep you in sales is to affect your sales. Mm. The best way to keep you in demonic sales to a degree is to affect your sales to a degree. And if I could change, if I can alter your cellular structure, cause your cells to be not be able to do what they're supposed to do through what you eat, then I can affect your moods. Um, high acidic foods, uh, sugary foods, uh, um, Fatty foods have all been proven to cause depression. So it could be your mood swings is because your food swings. You see what I'm saying? So your mood swings could be based upon your food swings. So you got to say, okay, God, show me my diet. Look at your diet and start researching the foods that you eat all the time. If you drink a lot of soda, you eat a lot of sweets, eat a lot of fatty foods, your moods could be because of those foods. If you have a high acidic diet, then you're going to be asinine to some people and things. But if you have an alkaline food, man, then you're going to be cool with people. You're going to be cool. You know what I'm saying? So hope to help. I love you. I got to go, man. It's been an hour and 10 minutes. I'm going to get some rest. It's been a full month of January. And so your boy is tired. Uh, but I was, I'm was i glad I was able to serve you. Oh, I didn't even tell you about the coaching. If you need one-on-one coaching, relationship, spiritual, singleness, purpose, branding, hit me up. I would love to be a coach and help you one-on-one. If you feel like, hey, man, I, I, he answers my questions in five minutes, but I would love to have 50 minutes with him or such. Uh, uh, hit me up today. I am unplugged.com, custom dash slash, forward slash, custom dash coaching. And I would love to help you. Uh, one last question. I'm done. I, I'm giving one more person an opportunity to ask a question. If not, we got 23 people right now. We made the tail end. And so I'm going to give about 10, 20 seconds. I'm going to check to make sure my wife ain't called. And so while I'm checking on my wife, let me see how I can get your life. Let me see. I've been rhyming a lot today, man. <laughs> there was some bars today, man. God be doing. God be. God's the best rapper alive. <laughs> if there's no question, I'm going to get up out of here. Because I know sometimes y'all, y'all typing. You're welcome, Jessica J. I'm here for you. I got you. Any other questions? 
20 more seconds and I'm out. We got 13 people. So people are going, people done with the mess with this cool. So we got 10 people that drop. 13, 12, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and 1. Love you all. I'll see y'all next time. Thank y'all for joining this course. Make sure I sign up. Get your products. Get whatever you think will help you. And thank you for y'all generosity in advance. Y'all be blessed. Peace.